Howdy, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Players Club Podcast, episode 98. We are getting dangerously close to episode 100, so it's about to be one hell of a show once that comes out. I really shouldn't be overhyping it because I still have to set up plans for that. But but today should be a very good show as well. Uh, We're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff here on the episode, but before we get into what we're going to be talking about today, I got to tell you who I'm talking about it with. And that person today is you might know him from the Game Corner. Uh, over on YouTube, uh, please say hello to Brandon. Is it Gilligan? Yeah, yeah, like the island. Believe it or not, just like hell that. yeah. Um, <laughs> if anyone actually, <laughs> if anyone actually even remembers that show, I get I get that a lot. Where younger people will just stare me down in the face when I say that. But anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. I just uh, I make a little YouTube show called Game Corner, and we usually talk about game news and. Hard-hitting industry uh, drama, all that sort of stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, you you should be well acquainted because it's all drama on this channel. Drama, oh, perfect. Let's go. Hell yeah. No, I'm Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> where, where do I know drama? Oh wait, I just remember the channel I got that from. Yeah, I'm not gonna give that channel the time of day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. We want to make sure Keemstar doesn't get any uh, time on on this show. Yeah, I'm gonna let him fade into irrelevance. But uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, yeah. As far as the run of show for today, uh, you folks have probably already seen the headline or the episode episode title we're going to be talking about franchises that we want to see get the master chief collection treatment um of course the rumors have been spreading out for a couple days here really a couple weeks here at this point uh gears of war is looking to be the next franchise uh which we can also discuss a little bit here but that franchise is expected to be getting the uh, master chief collection treatment where all of the individual entries in that franchise are going to get brought up to modern standards and re-released as a new version uh so we have some other franchises that we would like to see get similar treatment here uh not necessarily just xbox franchises but just you know other game franchises that could use a little sprucing up so yeah, it'll of be course, of course yeah. yeah so it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> talking about that and uh and then of course we'll be talking about what we're playing towards the back half of the show but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and kick this off. Uh, so first off, this Gears of War collection, like, let me ask real quick, are you a Gears of War person at all? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a mainstay for me, but yeah, I've, I've played all of them through at least once. Um, and I think that it's obviously one of Xbox's biggest franchises, so I think it would make sense for them to get that Master Chief collection sort of uh, situation going on. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I fully agree. Uh, I'm a little bit actually I am as far as like experientially, I am totally in the same boat with you as far as Gears goes, where I've played through at least the mainline franchise. I've played through all of them once. I am a way bigger fan of the franchise, though, I feel (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I, I tell people all the time Gears of War 5 uh, is one of my favorite games of all time. I think. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think that game is incredible. I think it does everything that I want from a sci-fi universe. It does in that game. Um, just a series that's definitely, of general. Yeah, no, I, that's one of its big, um, you know, talking points, I think, is that it has a really deep, surprisingly deep lore and world building going on there. Um, especially, I mean, obviously they're at the fifth game in the franchise. And hasn't there been like books and stuff too? Oh yeah, many books, yeah. Uh, comics. Uh, <laughs> That's what, right. Like, two yeah. side games at this point. Yeah, tactics and uh, 
uh, what was it? Justice served judgment. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's it. Yep. Um, That's for sure, though. Yeah, I I think there's obviously a huge, uh, you know, market for Gears of War out there. I think it would make sense for them to, you know, up-res all those, put it in some sort of collection and toss it out on the Xbox Series X, you know? Yes, indeed. I I think it's about time. And it's just one of those franchises where... I am often, I'm not going to say any names because there's a particular celebration going on today that I don't want <laughs> to yuck anyone's yum. I saw, but... I saw your your hatred over there, <laughs> your, your vitriol. Oh, I, I didn't even want to get that hardcore into it. You know what? <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'll just say what I was going to say there. For folks who don't know what I'm talking about, I tweeted earlier, it's Star Wars Celebration Day today. And I am not the biggest fan of Star Wars in general. There, I like some of the games and, you know, I like some of the movies, but the franchise in general, I'm pretty sour on. And I was about I, to make I a tweet you. about that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like about half of Star Wars fans kind of understand that. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. As much as I, I there's a, a warm, soft place in my heart for Star Wars. It also is uh, not as it used to be for sure. <laughs> exactly. So uh, thank you for being sympathetic to that. Um, <laughs> of course. But yeah, uh, literally. So I, I feel that way about Star Wars and my little brother, me and my little brother were just doing some uh, chores around the house and uh, we were just talking and stuff. And eventually he said, hey, I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. And what? I and I was a little bit shocked, but I literally spent like a good 20 or 30 minutes explaining the entire sequence of events of all the movies. <laughs> Just to get to the end and tell them it wasn't worth it. Don't start the. <laughs> no, that's actually a good call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't was like, get invested don't do now. Exactly, because oh, the yeah. the destination was not worth the journey. It, totally, yeah. There's uh, it's, there's just too much crap in that whole sphere now. It's 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 a bummer, mm-hmm. honestly. But it, any yeah. anyway, obviously, exactly. So I only bring all that stuff up to say that there's some franchises out there where. Some franchises will answer questions with another question, which I always find more engaging. Yes. But some franchises will answer their questions with the same answers that they've already given you for other questions. Indeed, yeah. So I appreciate Gears of War for being one of those franchises that always has questions on questions and keeps expanding the universe out. Uh, I I find that really engaging. So um, I'm excited for people to have a chance to go play those games for the first time if they miss them. Or in the case of me, I, I've i played all the Gears of War games except Judgment that we mentioned earlier. So perhaps I'll start with that one and then dip around to the rest of them to see if I really want to get back into them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I almost guarantee there's tons of people out there that have probably never even played Gears of War or maybe haven't played it, it since the fifth one or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good place for people to hop into that franchise. I would actually be willing to go back and do some co-op with a friend or something, because I remember that being pretty fun back in the day. Yeah, I'll say this. I've never actually played any of these games in co-op. I just soloed them all uh, the way through sure. in, in like six months, because <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> for five. Yeah, no, absolutely. I remember when five came out and I went through, what was it? Uh, I think I went through four or something like that before that, and that was the first time I played solo, and... I uh, wished I had played it with a friend, honestly. Yeah, 4, no disrespect, because 4 is a solid game on its own, but it's also a a weaker entry in that series. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say, because I just thought of this while I was talking, like like I said right before we started recording, if I think of something, I'll add it to the list. Uh, totally. Um, there is a video. We we love uh, our YouTube people on this channel or on this uh, on this podcast. So uh, <laughs> Noah Caldwell-Gervais made a really great video about all of the Gears of War games. So ah, okay. Yeah, he he's a video essayist, and I I used to talk about him a lot. And then Al, my uh, co-host, who's usually is on here, um, they got into him as well. And now we're just big Noah Coldwell fans. So, uh, yeah, Gears Through the Years, a Gears of War campaign retrospective. It's like a three-hour video, but I just turn it on like a podcast and just let it play in the background. And oh yeah, I'm obsessed about stuff like that. Um, in fact, I don't. You have a playlist with um some of like your favorite <laughs> um game essays or whatever. I'm pretty sure I've gone through. Your your playlist actually there's some good stuff in there that is very true i did <laughs> i don't think i've ever brought it up on the show actually so good on you for bringing it up but um yeah for sure i i noticed you had that and i was like oh hell yeah there's some stuff in here i haven't seen so check yeah. that out <laughs> yeah for for long story short for people i did make a while back I call it the 100 greatest video essays of all time, which are just my favorites. Uh, and it's just a bunch of random stuff in there. Some of it about video games, some of it about hip hop, some of it about just politics in general, uh, some sociology stuff. It's a, it's a grab bag of a bunch of stuff. A lot of random Internet culture stuff, too. I'm just totally. a, a strange person, but uh, perhaps. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I had a fun time making that list as well. But I'm also like, oh, man, sometimes you got to, like, choose your babies. <laughs> yeah, like, no, absolutely. hundred percent. You got to be you got to, you know, choose one baby over another baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, hopefully uh, I'll, I'll leave a link to that as well. If people want to watch that, if they like uh, it's a lot of content and it's a lot of long videos like this one. But uh, if you want, if you're into it, that link is in yeah. there as well. Um, good, good background. Exactly. Great ambiance. If you just want to yes. play it, play it in the background that you're like forever 21. Uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, if you work at forever 21, don't do that. Um, yeah. That would be epic to hear that in the background while you're shopping. Uh, could you imagine just Jacob Geller's voice just booming through a forever 21? <laughs> that would be way too down. cool for forever 21. <laughs> way, way too cool. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so we're excited for the Gears collection, whatever they call it. I don't know if they call it Marcus Venus collection. Whatever name they decide, I think we can all agree that that's going to be a pretty good collection. But there's some other franchises that probably could use, you know, a little bit of a sprucing up. Just bring all those, bring all those old games up to the level of current standards. Maybe give us some better controls. You know, the whole yes. kit and caboodle. So. Uh, I'm actually going to let you start off, Brandon. What is one franchise that you think deserves the Master Chief Collection type treatment? Uh, cool. Yeah, I, I was going to I'll start off with one of my uh, less weird ones because I, I got a couple more strange ones here. But first one I did was Silent Hill. Um, I know that we technically have a collection of this with two and three on it, um, but it's pretty much inaccessible unless you have like an Xbox 360 or a I think it came out on PS3. Um, it's also and busted. <laughs> it, yeah, it's also busted to all hell and looks like crap. So <laughs> um, I feel like we are in in dire need of some some Silent Hill here. And it, from the sounds of it, we might are most likely getting a remake of the second one from Blooper. So I'm not sure if we're going to end up seeing some sort of collection there. But um, I still feel like, I mean, there's so many Silent Hill games. Like I feel like it's missed missed opportunity there on Konami's end. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, I mean, despite everything, Konami still likes money. Uh, so yeah, Totally. Yeah, they're a business, right? Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, I don't know if Silent Hill would ever get a full Master Chief Collection treatment, because I feel like that requires both so much care and also not enough care <laughs> in the totally, way where... Totally. Because, like, the current rumor is that Bloober Team is working on a Silent Hill 2 remake. I I think they would try to make that as full scale of a production as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they would try... Because in the case of something like Master Chief Collection, those are just the same game, but new textures. Uh, they're not doing too much to, like, update the gameplay itself. Uh, I feel like for for Silent Hill, I, I would love to have that first game accessible in a way. Because... I know that's back on the PlayStation 1 and it's a totally different art style, but like, I, I just, I find that interesting. I find the PS1 aesthetic fascinating. Um, Same here. I completely agree. Yep. I know, uh, I forget if I'm going to say her name right, but I think Kitty Horror Show makes a lot of independent horror games with that same type of aesthetic. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, I think. Yeah. Over on itch.io, I know she made, I think Anatomy is the one where like you're in a house that is alive. <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. I haven't played it yet, but I remember seeing that. It looked very cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I haven't played it yet either. I know most of this from videos. So yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. I don't get on itch.io very often to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I probably should. I own like 500 games there. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. Yeah. Just a, from, you should do a whole video. The, like, well, oh man, I, I've seen people do stuff like that. Like I know Janet Garcia over at Kind of Funny, she's done stuff where she's gone through her whole itch.io backlog. Um, it's just too intimidating. It sounds like some. Oh yeah, no, I, I feel you. Plus, there's gonna be a lot of uh, of bad ones in there. I imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no offense to itch.io creators. I mean, you know, sometimes you're making your first game, you put it out on itch, and that's just how it is. And yeah, totally, yeah. Everybody's gotta have a bad tiny wings or whatever, you know. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, the the one thing that does scare me a little bit for it's for making content out of going through the backlog is there's a difference between a type of game you'd find on itch and a type of game you'd find on not just Steam. I'd say like a Game Pass or a PlayStation Plus, because there's actually um, is another person who I found through TikTok, uh, Recliner Gaming, I think is their name. And he's (laughs) just playing through every single game that's on Game Pass just randomly. Oh um, man, that's a that's an undertaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's an undertaking. He's not he's not playing them all the way through through completion, but he's like trying mm. all of them out. Um, that's for sure. And I saw that and I'm like, okay, that's a good piece of content. But like if you if I just went through all of my racial justice bundles, my Ukraine bundles all through itch, there is not a large chance, but a decent chance that you find something that you can't put on YouTube or Twitch. <laughs> Very true, yeah. Especially being independent creators and stuff like that. Who, who yes. knows what the hell is in there? <laughs> exactly. There could be some 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 tomfoolery in them hills. So. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. So yeah, but it is still you know I I do want one day to go around and play some of those games. But uh, yeah, to to get back on topic. Uh, yeah, Silent nice. Hill. I think that is a great choice. Uh, now here's my question: Is there like a specific like? span of silent hills that you want them to focus on only or are you talking one two three all the way to like homecoming and downpour and and shattered memories and all that i mean that would be that would be sick but i doubt it i'm i'm more thinking like realistically of course um probably like your mainline franchise like all being in some sort of collection you know yeah obviously i don't 
I don't know if I'd expect them to get the full-blown up-res and everything like that, but even just having one through, what, four to five, something like that, in some sort on a disc or whatever that I can buy and play on my PS5 would be awesome. Um, yeah, m- maybe maybe a pipe dream, but... Hmm, okay. I, I feel you on that one. I... I mean, I'm a be. I would like to be the crazy person and say bring them all in just because that'd be cool. But yeah, um, absolutely. I I will say Shattered Memories is the one. Like out of all the Silent Hill games, I know that two is a classic. I know that three is a classic. I know that one's a classic that isn't talked about as much because it's older and harder to get into. Definitely. But Shattered Memories is the one that I hear a lot about. I hear that it's like a very underrated one. So mm-hmm. if, they, if they ever did some type of Silent Hill collection, that is one where I would like to see them bring it back. Because I understand the the person who wrote that game is Sam Barlow, the person behind Her Story, Telling Lies, and all these other... Oh, no way. I did games. not know that. Yeah, I found that out a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was probably in some video. Probably like a Matt Mitt Muscles What Happened or something. But uh, Yeah, for sure. But yeah. That's I, cool. I, I, I had no clue. That. that was one that I remember when it came out, it got a little bit like panned for being you know different or weird or whatever um and then in more recent history i remember it kind of coming back around and getting more praise um similar to like metal gear rising revengeance and stuff like that recently mm-hmm. oh yeah we'll we'll be talking about that one soon i'm sure but uh yes yeah. indeed so yeah i feel you on the silent hill one i think that's a really really good pick um and so from there i'll slide on to a another franchise that has a lot of violence in it um, but you get to commit a lot more of it <laughs> than be the true. Player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Against aliens, especially alien it, violence. Exactly. Uh, and the franchise I'm talking about, one that I would like to see get a Master Chief collection type treatment is the Resistance series. Um, I think this one makes a lot of sense, honestly. I think it makes the most sense. I, um, I, I agree. Yeah, I would agree with you. Like, I, I feel like there's a whole like PS3 generation. I've talked about it on this show before. I. PS3 is probably my favorite console of all time. Uh, that's my favorite era. Uh, in part because, yes, that's the era where I was most gaming the most during a chi- during my childhood. But sure. at the same time, there were so many, like, random franchises and random obscure, like, things about that uh, console generation that I really appreciate. And Resistance was one of them where... It wasn't the most obscure thing, but in a world where we had Halo to be the main shooter or we had Killzone, even on the PlayStation side, was the main shooter for PlayStation. Um, yeah, definitely. They, it was so weird to have those be the key tentpoles, but we still had the Resistances coming out. We still had the, the Warhawks coming out. We still had all these other shooters that were trying to take a slice out of that pie. And Resistance, Ace. I feel like, is the one. Oh, God, I forgot about Ace. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man, yeah, yeah the flashback, sorry. God. Hayes can stay forgotten. Agreed, for yeah, I think that one cannot come to a collection. That would be great. Yeah, uh, that, that <laughs> one can live on in the derail, yeah. Oh, no, you're, you're totally on point for that. Hayes is one that I would have brought up. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's um, just a random game but yeah I, I think resistance is one of the games one of the biggest games that i think got overshadowed the most by all these other titles because it was a really great franchise yeah i that's one that i'm i'm embarrassed as a playstation fanboy to say i've never really gotten a chance to play i didn't um i at the time i was playing xbox 360 at those early ps3 days you know and that was kind of one of more of those early ps3 titles that i just didn't get around to but i would love to see those come back and get a get some sort of 
more recognition nowadays. I mean, it's Insomniac after all, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was very much so the weird. I feel like this is the crossroads Insomniac era because um, now I'm getting some of this information also from other YouTubers that I've seen. Golden Bolt. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Golden Bolt YouTuber guy person. Uh, long story short, he you can probably guess from the name makes a lot of Ratchet and Clank content. Uh, and yes. leading up to uh, the most recent one, uh, I was about to say Crack in Time. That's not that. Oh, Rift Apart. Rift Apart. Uh, yes. Leading up to that game, he has been making pretty much feature length documentaries on every single Ratchet and Clank game. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And he's like talking to old developers and such, and he's displaying new information. And basically the picture of Insomniac he was painting during their PS3 era, a lot of crunch, a lot of turning over games very quickly, and it was just yeah. very rough and things were coming together last minute all the time. So when I think about these resistance games, I just by approximation know those were probably created in the same atmosphere as Ratchet and Clank was. Um, okay. I, like they made what, like five Ratchet and Clank games during that generation? And that oh sounds, my god, yeah, that sounds crazy on its own. And then you consider they made three resistance games during that generation as well. Uh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. That is an insane amount of games to be pumping out in what uh, a decade or whatever that they were yes. doing all that. Especially now, when shoot, when's the last GTA? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Embarrassingly long ago. <laughs> exactly. So uh, it it kind of is a little bit understandable why Insomniac might not be super excited to go back to that i feel like there might be some trauma associated you see you see a chimera and your brain just has war flashback um but yeah i i do still think resistance is worthy of it i think what they made was uh it was a solid kind of cutting the difference between what we knew insomniac for making with the old school ratchet and clank games and the new generation they were in the new trends that they were trying to go for in first person shooters and set piece game design and all this stuff um totally yeah it was a huge game for set pieces especially i remember that being a really big you know talking point for those games yeah i remember that e3 demo where you're in new york and Ooh. fighting a big monster <laughs> so good and, that, and we'll never forget absolutely mm -hmm. um yeah i was gonna add really quick that the uh resistance is one of those games that's kind of like stuck on the ps3 and it doesn't really have anywhere to go you know um same with metal gear solid 4 and i mean i could probably list off a bunch of other games but um I, i'm excited at the possibility of playstation plus maybe attempting to fix some of this but um yeah i, I think if I, out of any of these games i think resistance is up there in in the must have a collection sort of situation yeah i'll also say that in the case of ps now because i actually looked this up um resistance three is the only entry that is on playstation now uh interesting i was trying to do some quick research earlier and just didn't catch that but that seems like a really big missed opportunity yeah it's a massive missed opportunity which is why i don't think that its absence implies that hey a collection might be coming but i think it opens it up for that opportunity um i just think resistance would just make so much sense now i think i would probably go back and change a few things like in the case of um Ooh, excuse me. In the case of Resistance 2, a big thing that people did not like was 
Uh, they added regenerative health, which wasn't that big a deal. But the biggest sin that they did was there was no longer right. a weapon wheel. It was just two weapons, like Call of Duty. Ah, uh, I remember this. Yeah, that was when everyone was attempting to be Call of Duty and <laughs> kind of changing how they made their game because of that. Um, exactly. Interesting. Um, yeah, we. You so, could even get like a like. Sorry, uh, I no, didn't mean please, to cut please. you off there. Go ahead. Um, I was gonna say you could even get like a you know some, like a blue point or somebody to do that. I feel like that would be perfect. Take it off the hands of Insomniac. They're working on Wolverine and Spider Man and crap, and you know get it in the hands of somebody who can who's good at doing remakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I would totally give it to a Blue Point Games or someone like it. Um, the thing I'm a little less afraid of is like because Blue Point they're probably in all likelihood, the rumor right now is that they're making a Bloodborne 2 and the Dark Souls remake was their trial run to continue that franchise. Um, That's the rumor. Uh, So, but if that is the case, then, you know, their hands are tied. They're, they're definitely working on something else and it probably isn't. It probably isn't resistance. Cause at this point, Insomniac, I feel like we're getting to the point where they might be in danger of oversaturation um i think you might be right yeah yeah because we we had what within six months we had ratchet and spider-man miles morales come out and Mm -hmm. by the time spider-man 2 comes out we are probably going to be on the heels of uh wolverine so i just feel like all right let's let's just get space this stuff out and then if you have resistance coming out on top of that then it's like oh man it's a lot of insomniac here even if it's not technically insomniac a lot of us are going to consider it the same um but yeah, in any case, I just think Resistance has a lot of untapped potential. Uh, that third game especially is incredible, but the first two are really fun in their own rights. And yeah, they just deserve another shot. And I'd love yeah, to play them again. I, I would love to give them a shot. They're kind of one of those games that's like in my backlog when whenever I can find the chance to you know get a hold of it, I will. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Good luck uh, learning the PS3 controls again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they use L1 and R1 to aim and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. They, they didn't get, get to the triggers yet. It's appropriately fucky, is how I like to say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, in any case, uh, that's enough about Resistance. Uh, what sure, is the sure. next franchise that you would like to see get this treatment as well? All right, so this is a big one, I feel like, is the, um, I, I just put Persona slash Shin Megami Tensei, because I feel like either or would be fine <laughs> with me. Uh, I think Persona would be more likely than Shin Megami Tensei, seeing as how SMT is, like, spread all over the place. Um, but even then, <laughs> for what I, I mean, we just had the, what was it, the 25th anniversary of Persona, like, earlier today, and yep. they just announced some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and that and was about it. And a $500 record player. And a $500 record player. Um, so I don't know why Atlas doesn't like making money, but it seems like just such a, uh, you know, like like just low-hanging fruit to me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, now, I will confess, much like how you haven't played Resistance, I, actually, it's not entirely true. I've played a little bit of Persona 5. Ah, for sure, for sure. It is a, it's pretty anime, if, if you're not really into the animes. <laughs> Here's the thing, I'm not into anime, but I can be persuaded. Ah, <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. If it's the right kind of anime. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, would you consider, uh, what is the show that I like? Would you consider Avatar anime? I think like, I would, yeah, I think I would. I think 
that's close enough. Okay. I only say that one because I think that's the closest thing to an anime anything that I've liked. Like, I gen- genuinely feel like Avatar is one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Um, oh, I agree completely. Yeah. And I-, I feel like, you know, despite me being like, oh, I don't care for anime, it broke through anyway. So I am definitely in the mind space where if I like the story enough, if I enjoy the experience enough, I can get on board. Uh, and That's for fair. Persona 5, I'm lo- I went to Exophase to go look at my time. I played a good 17 hours of it, so I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, absolutely. I- I'll say the thing that I'm afraid of for Persona anything. I get so nervous to even talk about it because, like, God forbid, I don't like anything. It's over. <laughs> I, I can't talk about that on the Internet. Yeah, people will shred you, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, Gotta be. I get really nervous playing those because I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this. But the second something doesn't tickle my fancy, I am like, oh, no, I can't speak of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blame you. The uh, the per- persona fan base is one of those that is. Kind of obnoxious. No, no offense to them. Uh, same with like the Doctor Who fan base. <laughs> no offense to any of these fan bases, but you guys are kind of annoying. Um, anyway, yeah, I think I think uh, I think that one is very deserving of of a collection. I think it would make a lot of sense, and I think there's enough people out there that would be into that. Um, I once again, I don't know if I'd get like the full-blown up-res, you know, uh, resolution up-res or anything like that. But I do think it should be on a disc altogether. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of right there. I feel, especially for Persona, I feel like it's just, because I know Persona 5 is the current game, but mm-hmm. from from the outside looking in, I feel like there's so many versions of each entry in the series. It's like, which one would you go with? Like, I'm looking at the, the uh, Wikipedia page right now, there's three remakes in this franchise. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's ridiculous. Well, and that that's part of the problem too is they um, the SMT franchise loves to do spinoffs and remakes and anything they can do to flip another dollar. Yeah, which hey, I respect the hustle, but for brand continuity, Lord have it mercy, makes it a, a little difficult. Yeah, and I think it's kind of one of those that's yeah, obviously from people looking in on the outside, it's like where do I start with this? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm 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 one of those people where I really only played Persona Five just because it just looks so welcoming, it just looks so inviting, um, mm-hmm. and then people don't shut up about how good it is. So I'm like, you know what, I'll try it. <laughs> um, but I will say the one thing that gets me a little intimidated about these games, outside of the fan base, which you've already talked about, um, it's the length. The fact that Persona Five Fair is enough. like a hundred hour commitment, no matter how you cut it, it's like Lord. I don't and know I, than me. I don't blame you. Um it it is an intensely long video game. I had to break it up into some, you know, like a couple different parts or whatever just and not do it all in one go. Um same with Persona 4. It's ridiculously long. And I think that may be the one thing holding them back from doing some sort of collection. It would just be like hundreds of hours of content in this <laughs> one, you know, on this disc. So, I'm not sure. Uh I don't know what they're thinking over there, but it's not that they want to do that. So, I mean, if we want to be super grounded and realistic, I feel like the most likely scenario is whatever the most recent one or whatever the easiest to port one is, you'll get that on the most recent consoles. But every other game, I I feel like for like, I don't think you're going to be able to play Persona 1 on a modern console unless it's like a PSP or a PS1 classic or something. 
I think you're totally right. I just don't know. I, I, I imagine, especially for stuff like Persona 1 and 2, there's probably not as much buzz around that as something like P3, P4, and P5. So, Yeah. But hey, I, I will once again say, I think it deserves it. I think it deserves to be brought forward because, especially for these franchises where, you know, I know people have loved Persona forever, but Persona wasn't like a cultural event until 5, just from mm-hmm. the outside looking in. I think there was some buzz around Persona 4 Golden, but then it really blew up once 5 hit. So for the folks who are just coming to the franchise for the first time, which is a great deal of people at this point, I think it's, I think they deserve a way to be able to play those old games without digging in the crates for old hardware. Um, so yeah, like out of all the things, out of all the franchises that you listed here, um, which one that I'm not entirely sure I know what that franchise is, but for this one, Persona SMT, I think this is really like, that needs to happen like just for the sake of you know humanity <laughs> yeah yeah no i i completely agreed for the for the sake of game preservation people like yes come on you know <laughs> especially exactly. per, persona one and two are just straight up stuck on uh, i do think they're on the ds actually to be fair but anyway i digress yeah the ds is about to fade out too because those yeah are- yeah <laughs> yeah goodness now before we go on to the next game real quick i just want to ask Persona versus SMT. What is your preferred jo- or oh. franchise out of those two? Uh, Persona all the way. SMT is weird. Um, it's it's a it's in a very intense JRPG, and it's um, it's just not as welcoming. Like you're saying, Persona Five has like this this warm blanket feeling, and uh, Shin Megami Tensei is more like a terrified apocalyptic sort of thing. Oh. Different yeah. vibe entirely. <laughs> Very different vibe entirely, yeah. And it doesn't have any, like, the social elements that, you know, kind of makes Persona so popular. Um, it's just, like, straight-up dungeon crawl JRPG stuff. Huh. All right. I, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I, I've actually noticed quite a few people don't really... I've seen a lot of people buy SMT5 on the Switch and then complain that it's not like Persona, and I'm like... Well, yeah, I, I don't think you really knew what Shin Megami Tensei was, but... Yep. Well, hey, those R.I.P. to them. <laughs> so yeah. I'll say to that. <laughs> too oh, true, boy. too true. Well, hey, well, speaking of R.I.P.s, there's a lot of homies on the battlefield. I don't know why I took that segue. That is a very weird segue. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, dark. Jeez. Yeah, super dark. Good God. And this oh game, God. this series is not dark really much at all. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, so this next series I'm going to talk about real quick is uh, one that I've been talking about a lot on this show for the past couple months, uh, Saints Row. Um, I really do think this franchise deserves to be brought forward a little bit because uh, similar to what we talked about with you know Persona and Silent Hill, the original Saints Row is stuck only on the 360. Um, That's right, yes, and yes. It, that is kind of the odd one of the bunch, too. Mm-hmm. And it is it is playable backwards compatibility. I've actually been trying to play through Saints Row throughout this year to, you know, I, I kind of want to do like a Saints Row and review thing leading up to the reboot. But like, it is such a slog. The first original Saints Row. It Ooh, is yeah. Very tedious. Like, I, are you familiar with the Saints Row franchise at all? I'll ask. Yeah, d- absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've played all, all of them. I'm, I'm not like the giantest fan of them, <laughs> but um, I have Fair. played all of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, in that case, then you're probably aware of like, like basically how Saints Row 1 is for folks who haven't heard me talk about it on a previous episode. 
But Saints Row 1, it's basically your typical GTA-style structure. You go to the icon on the mini-map, you do a mission, you come back, do another mission. But you can't just go mission to mission, back to back to back. You have to have respect levels in order to unlock each mainline story mission. And the way to earn respect levels is by doing the side content. And the deeper you go to this game, the more desperate you are for any side content to do that isn't tedious, isn't annoying, isn't frustratingly difficult. Um, it's just it's just getting really hard because <laughs> like I haven't picked up Saints Row in a while uh, or picked it back up to beat it because every time I think about it, it's like, oh, man, I have to do one of these escort missions to get more <laughs> respect ranks or I have to like there's this one story mission I was stuck on last time I played where the whole goal of the mission is you go to this place, you're you're trying to set up a car heist, basically. So you go to the gas station, you're talking to your friends, you set up the heist, you drive to the other side of the entire map, you steal their car, and then you get in the car and you have to take that car all the way back to the other side of the map that you were originally and cash it in <laughs> and then the mission's over. Oh my god. But there's no checkpoints because it's old school. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that is very old school. And so I can't tell you how many times, I, while I'm being chased by their gang members, they're shooting up the car. I can't tell you how many times my car blows up before I make it back. I fail the mission. I have to start from the beginning. It is so frustrating. Yeah, you're giving me flashbacks now. I'm, I'm, it's all coming back to me. I forgot that that was kind of a weird mechanic that they had there. Yeah, it it hurts me to my soul, let me tell you. So um, so what I'll say is if they did bring back this series, I, I think, you know, of course, give it the graphical upgrades, give it the high frame rates, because the Saints Row games on console, they all run at 30 frames per second until you start getting to the remaster of Saints Row 3. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, all those games could use that facelift, but also in the case of Saints Row 1 and maybe a little bit of Saints Row 2, I don't have as negative a feeling about saints row 2 but one especially update that gameplay loop update it to where you don't have to do all these side missions in order to go through the main content you can just run through the main content um and i would also backwards compatibly add some of the features from saints row 2 into saints row 1 uh saints row 2 had a way better sense of like progression where you're like building up this street gang and you're earning money at a faster rate and you're unlocking abilities upgrading your weapons it feels like a more customized experience that you feel ownership of because you've unlocked all this stuff Definitely. but yeah saints row 1 has none of that so yeah <laughs> it's very stripped down it um i i remember <laughs> we played it back in the day because you could like you know, drink a bunch of beers and get in a car and, mm -hmm. you know, drive around and stuff like that. I never, I remember not really playing it much for the, the story content. Um, but yeah, Saints Row 2 is really where it kind of became what we kind of know as Saints Row, you know, lots of mm -hmm. customization options and a lot deeper gang mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah, for certain, for certain. So I, yeah, I think Saints Row is deserving of it. Uh, I think the time to do that collection would have been before the new one comes out. Um, too true, too true. So in a grounded sense, don't think you're ever going to see a, a big-ass collection for the whole series, but I would welcome it if they ever yeah. decided to go back to it. I, I could totally see it getting the GTA trilogy treatment without the really bad, you know, without the really bad reception, obviously. Yeah. Um, so more of a flat port than a reimagining. Yeah, exactly. I, I think like kind of a, a remaster, if you will. Um, maybe kind of just 
update the controls a little, maybe update game mechanics slightly, and then make everything not look super ugly. Yeah, certainly. I, I could I could accept that. <laughs> I could sit there and be, you know, be fine with it. But hey, in any case, I'm sure I'm excited for this new reboot that's coming out. Um, yeah, same here. It's pretty much my most anticipated game of the year right now. Um, uh-huh. Even with God of War. <laughs> so wow, wow, damn. That's up there then. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm stoked to play that game with some friends. I feel like that's going to be a, a hoot. Oh, yeah. And just like the traversal mechanics are showing, the the new weapon mechanics, it all looks like a lot of fun. So definitely. Uh, yeah. If so there's anything those games are good at, it's being a, a sandbox game for sure. Hell yeah. And I can't wait to run my fingers through those greens. <laughs> I don't know why I phrased it like that. But in any <laughs> Nails case, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt pretty proud of that one. I'm not going to lie to you. That was beautiful. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so speaking of beautiful uh i actually i don't know if this is beautiful or not you're gonna you're about to explain it to me um what is the next franchise that you would also like to see get the master chief collection treatment uh so yeah this is my my weird one i put in here um i want Mega Man battle network <laughs> to get a uh any sort of collection remaster reimagining would be totally bonkers and out there but that would be cool um for those that don't know Mega Man Battle Network was a it was a Game Boy Advance game, um, a series I should say, and it was later went to the DS as well. Um, and it's basically it's like this uh, top down isometric adventure game, and and then when you go into the when you jack into the net or whatever, it turns into like a like a card battling. Uh, it's hard to explain. It's like a it's almost like a card battler, I guess, but it's it's like live action. So it like all takes place in the moment. Ah, uh, man, we'd have to look up a video, but I highly recommend checking it out. It's a, it was a really really cool franchise. Uh, I know a lot of the other Mega Man games have gotten collections and remasters and stuff like that, and this one is one of those that hasn't gotten that yet. And I think a lot of people would be pretty stoked to see it get that. Now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Battle Network, is that the one with like the the three by three checkerboards on each side? Yes, you got it. Yeah, yeah. It's like um it so yeah, there's like a card battle mechanic and then yeah, there's like a checkerboard battle system sort of thing. So you can move around on the checkerboard and then you use your cards to shoot at the enemy and stuff like that. Huh. Okay. That is a weird one. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> um yeah, because I've seen I, I couldn't tell you any of them right now off the top of my head, but I've seen indie games from the last like two or three years that have the same exact format of combat. Totally, with, yeah. With like the same card battler thing and the same like grid that you have to place people on and move them around. Like there's definitely there's an appeal there because like they indie indie games right now wouldn't be inspired by this game if this game wasn't good. So definitely market for it. 100 percent. Yeah, especially for anyone who is a, a Mega Man fan. I know that there's some of some of you out there on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, I know that I've heard some people asking for something like this, and um, I don't know if there's any any word on that or anything, but it could be it'd be a really cool throwback for sure. I remember playing up uh staying up very late to play this on my game boy advance in the dark so <laughs> oh boy hope you had that backlight <laughs> um, not always you, you know resting <laughs> the the flashlight on your your arm and your shoulder there or whatever while you play oh boy the struggle was real <laughs> it was indeed now let me ask this real quick how many battle network games are there because i know Mega Man is like what 10 12 there's a lot of the main line but this series i am less familiar with 
So how many are there total? That is a good question. I was just looking that up for us really quick. There are six of them, and then there are um, multiple spinoffs. So <laughs> there's a lot of content here. Um, they're not like super long games or anything, and I imagine being GBA games, they're probably pretty small. So um, I think a, an up-res or something wouldn't be too difficult. They have done like Mega Man Legacy Collection and stuff like that, so I don't think it's like too far out there. Yeah, seems pretty reasonable of a request. <laughs> yeah, Capcom is totally normal. <laughs> Give me. Yeah, just Capcom, they be doing some weird stuff anyway. I can't lie to you, but hey, here, you know what? In the in the spirit of you wanting something that also might just be impossible, I've been saying it forever. Just RE4 controls in Dino Crisis. Just do that. Just My why God. haven't they done it? Oh, that would be so sick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they haven't done that. There was that um what there was that listing on the PS Plus Asia or whatever for Dino Crisis. Um yeah. I don't know if it's confirmed or anything yet, but man, I uh, I hope that they see a lot of people playing that game and then go, we need to make a new Dino Crisis. Now, if they add trophies, I will be playing that thing like all, maybe not all the time, but I will play through it for the first time because I've never actually played Dino Crisis. But just the idea of an over the top action game with dinosaurs. No one's tried that since Turok on the PS3. So like, I know, right? Dinosaurs are like underrated in the gaming sphere right now, I feel like. Exactly, exactly. With the slight exception of Horizon, because that's fair. Those are basically dinosaurs, but let's actually basically, get the yeah. real ones in here. So, yeah, I want like some some, you know, some, uh, some bloody dinosaur action would be great. Exactly. We're overdue for it. We're overdue for it. So <laughs> way overdue for some some dinosaur action. Oh, yeah, that's um, a good that's a good choice. That's a good pick here. Um, Let me see here. I mean, is there anything else you want to say about Battle Battle Network? Because I I'm also this is the first time I've heard of the series, so I'm like, oh yeah, no yeah. worries. It's uh, um, other than it's uh, it 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 had an anime. It was a pretty bad anime. Oh my God, <laughs> I remember watching it when I was a kid. Um, and it, it was like so cool. They like jack into the. This is like when the internet was, you know, exploding and. They like jacked in the internet and battled on it. It was fucking awesome. So <laughs> I, I would. It uh, was mysterious and cool. It was. Yeah. Back when the internet was mysterious and cool and they thought you were going to have like an AI that, of yourself that would, you know, traverse the, the interwebs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh interwebs back when interwebs was the term we would use <laughs> of course yes <laughs> i respect I'm, that, I respect that. <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's about it i suppose i, I i'd love to see them do that um think yeah. it would be rad yeah i think it would make a lot of people happy as well so fingers crossed for that one um not gonna hold out too much for cap too much hope for capcom but hey at least they're yeah, not konami too true. so <laughs> yeah oh man too true yeah exactly so speaking of uh authoritarian figures that disappoint you at every turn uh that's <laughs> also very dark good that lord <laughs> man we're just on, on a dark uh, roll here yeah man but hey it's about to all end because uh hopefully the next entry in this franchise will bring the current the current narrative to an end and that is the next franchise that i want to see get the master chief collection treatment wolfenstein um totally. now i have this one on here for a little i'm kind of stretching slightly this whole 
concept here because yes we do have the modern wolfenstein games um, wolfenstein the new colossus and the new order and the old blood and young blood um i i like all those games young blood i could you know take it or leave it i know that game is very different than the rest of the series um but wolfenstein 2 one of my favorite games of all time as well uh so i really love this new modern franchise but Something I was thinking about recently, and this is why I put this uh, this game on the list here. Uh, the Wolfenstein games are all canonically in the same universe, like from the 80s all the way to now. That is the same BJ Blazkowicz with the same group of characters around him. Is it really? I did not realize that. That is yes. crazy. And that's the thing that I didn't realize either, where it's. I don't know how far back it goes, but I understand that the BJ that they have right now is someone who fought in all of these wars back in the you know World War II era. So he had all these run-ins with all these crazy mystery uh, people, with all these crazy Nazi scientists and stuff. He's he's fought all these battles. He's already a known uh, I don't want to say war hero, but he's already like has military experience and he's done all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing that not drove me up the wall, but just like really fascinated me, I was watching another breakdown. I'm forgetting which one it was, but they were breaking down the Wolf, the modern Wolfenstein games. The main character or not the main character, but like the leader of the resistance from Wolfenstein. What is it? Uh, The New Order, which is the first of the new Wolfenstein after they rebooted everything. Yeah. the leader of the resistance is a character who was actually in the 2008 Wolfenstein game from Activision. Weird. That is so crazy. I yes. can't believe I can't believe machine games were like, oh, we'll just keep rolling with this. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so bizarre. So it makes me think like like I said, all these games are all in one universe. I'm not entirely sure how much that is the case, just because it seems like machine games is taking bits and pieces from the franchise because there's there's characters from return to castle wolfenstein in the new Mm -hmm. series as well all the way from like 2001 um they're taking a lot of bits and pieces if you all the nightmares that bj has if you go to sleep in wolfenstein the new order you're just playing the original wolfenstein game (laughs) that's i didn't even think about that that's uh that's hilarious he's like having like flashback dreams or whatever uh (laughs) Man, yeah, that never occurred to me. That's super cool. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that's why that's why I feel like having a collection where you have not just the most recent games, but everything all in one place, especially where Microsoft, if this whole purchase goes through, they're about to own Activision. So you already had the Wolfenstein license. You're about to buy Raven, who made the original 2008 Wolfenstein game. Ah, Yeah, yeah, that's a really good connection. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think this one, not that this one has the most likelihood of happening, but this one I feel makes the most sense. I feel like all the pieces are in place to make this happen. Um, where And also it just calls attention to those connections. It, it just makes the machine games games feel more in line with everything else if you get to play them all back to back to back to back and just see those threads continuing. Um, oh, so absolutely. Yeah. I, especially with them getting picked up by Xbox and stuff and having all of that under their belt. It, that, that would make a lot of sense to do something like that. Um, and especially those older games are ancient at this point, you know, and how hard could it be to, you know, like, I don't know, kind of make them into something more modern, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I feel like for for id Software, I feel like they don't shy away from bringing their old games forward without necessarily doing too much to them. Like when you look at Quake, like Quake just got re-released, just the regular, you, yeah, the classic-ass Quake got released to all consoles most recently. And I feel like you're only getting that because it is like, hey, these games have merit as they are without really changing too much. Yes, let's make the controls a little bit more accessible, maybe add in a weapon wheel, something like that. But we don't have to do too much extra. I feel like you could totally do do that for not just the original Wolfenstein 1 and 2, but you could also just say, hey, Wolfenstein or Return to Castle Wolfenstein from 2000 and I think I said 2002, maybe it's one. Um you could just bring that back and do the same thing for it. So yeah, I would love to see that. No, yeah, that's a genius idea. Um, I I would absolutely love to see that. I mean, Wolfenstein is totally one of the one of the best modern shooters I think that's out there right now. Um, at least as far as like single player shooter games go, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And especially, obviously, with them having that connection to Xbox, and that just would make a lot of sense. They could have some fun with that too, especially. I don't know with the with the lore they have now in these um, newer games and kind of the fun, you know, like when when uh, BJ goes to sleep and stuff like that. They could they could really do some cool stuff with that. I think. Yeah, definitely. So fingers crossed. Uh, I I feel like Microsoft is smart enough to know that that's a good idea. It's just a question of who, what studio would work on it. I know they have like totally. fifty studios or something crazy, but <laughs> they're all working on something. It sounds like so. Yeah, they're pretty stacked up as far as um, you know what, because we're pretty much waiting right now for them to f- release all these games they've been talking about for you know two or three years now. So. You're right. I'm not sure if we'd see that at least till down the road, maybe. Yeah. Uh, my my best case scenario, my best case scenario for this dream collection to happen would also be my nightmare scenario for Wolfenstein 3, because they did already announce that Machine Games is working on a, on a Indiana Jones game. That's but right. if they come out and say, hey, Machine Games, we're, we've been working on Indiana Jones and just Indiana Jones, and this game's coming out first... That would make Wolfenstein 3 so much far back into time. So oh, totally, yeah. I And I imagine they, they're a studio that probably mostly does one thing at a time. I don't think they're, like, enormous or anything. So, um, yeah, I would, I'd think if anything, they'd hand that off to, like, a, you know, a, a little a side studio, a remake studio of some sort. Yeah. Not sure who, but... I, I feel like if, if Wolfenstein 3 truly is super-duper far out, like I'm fearing... Um, then hit up a certain affinity or something like that. Get them working on this collection and put it out as a little appetizer while we're waiting for Wolfenstein 3. So, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I think Wolfenstein uh, would, would make a lot of sense for that sort of thing. Hell yeah. So that is pretty much the whole King Caboodle. Uh, these are the franchises that we hope get the Master Chief Collection treatment. Uh, so we'll see if any any of these come true. Uh, I really yeah. feel like <laughs> I feel like we kind of shot for the moon because you're over here like, oh, I want to see all these 100 hour RPGs. And I'm like, I want to see all these <laughs> all these giant open world games like, yeah, let's make it happen. I want to see 70 years of games put into one bundle. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, let's just put every game ever created into one disc that'd be great if we could do that yeah man that that would be i mean that's just retro replay (laughs) yeah there we go (laughs) which actually Uh, now to think about it it's crazy that that game actually happened 
Oh my like, god, sincerely. I know. What a weird I saw that I literally just bought an Xbox Series X or Series S this last weekend and I've been, you know, playing through all the all these Xbox games and I saw that and I was like, I cannot believe this exists. What a cool thing. Wow, you are well, first off, yes, that is great, but also I didn't realize you had just bought an Xbox. You are in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I've been already I'm normally a uh I, I'm pretty agnostic as far as consoles go. I, I have a bunch of retro games and uh, a switch, PlayStation, etc. But I generally lean towards PlayStation and mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of you know games that I kind of missed back on the Xbox One era, especially, and I'm kind of trying to go back and hit those up right now. All right, I'm going to ask this real quick before we go on to what we're playing. Have you either thought about touching or have touched already Sunset Overdrive? Oh, yes. Okay, I have that one downloaded right now. I've probably put 10 hours into it right now. And um, I I actually, it's funny, we're about to talk about what we've been playing. I've been playing like a shitload of video games recently just because the quick resume is awesome. And, you know, you can just hop in and out of things. And so, yeah, I have put some time into um another insomniac game Ooh, okay sunset over yeah okay well we can sprinkle that in in a little bit here but uh yeah i i love sunset overdrive that's probably my favorite xbox one era exclusive personally um so yeah i'm glad to see you're getting into it and we'll definitely talk about that in this segment that's starting right now which is the what we're playing segment um we're just going to talk a little bit about the games we've been playing now i do have just two games each on here where we'll bounce back and forth on two games but if you want to sprinkle in a little bit of here a little bit of there of other stuff you've been playing because it seems like you've been dabbling in a lot <laughs> so i welcome totally, it if you would totally. like to just sprinkle it in here or there yeah i, I happily will sprinkle in there <laughs> <laughs> all right well in that case uh do you want to go ahead and kick us off or i can go ahead and kick us off it's up to you i'll put it in your hands Oh, pff, go for it. Hit me. All right. Well, in that case, I'll go ahead and start off with uh, the prelude to this week's kind of biggest release. I don't know if I'd say it's the biggest <laughs> release here, but this week, uh, actually, literally today, Sniper Elite 5 That's comes right. out. Yep. Uh, and I'm pretty excited for Sniper Elite 5, mainly because I got heavily into Sniper Elite 4 about a year or two ago. Um, uh, okay. And I, I played a lot of it, but I stopped short of like the last three missions. Uh, so leading up to five, I said, hey, it's my time. Let's go back to Sniper Elite 4. Let's polish off those last few missions and get it. And I had a lot of fun doing it. And I finally yeah. beat that game. I think I saw you uh, tweeting about that or something the other day. I've, I've never really gotten into the Sniper Elite games, but I absolutely love watching, you know, the the slow motion shots in that game are, are the greatest. Oh, yeah. The slow motion shots are really that is the signature of the franchise at this point. Just the the cinematic angle. It feels like a mini fatality all the time. And yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. If you're familiar with like the the energy of someone pulling off a fatality, it kind of feels like that in this game. But um, what I really like Sniper Elite 4, which is last time I played this game, I talked about it on the podcast as well. But what I'm really coming around on the franchise for is it's just a very... It's a very chill and relaxing shooter. It kind of feels like the inverse of a Doom Eternal. Um, a where... very interesting way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'll explain it. It's uh, because I've talked about Doom Eternal as well. I, I love Doom Eternal. I think that game is great. I think people... Oh, totally. I think there's a certain subsection of people who do not like that game and think it's worse than the original, 
only because it's more complex. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I think you're right. There is a people. There's purists out there. You know, they just want. Yes. Yeah, some people just want to. I just want to shoot a thing and not think about it. And then Doom Eternal's like, nah, you got to think about it. So yeah, Doom Eternal it gives you an arsenal, you know, <laughs> that you're mm -hmm. constantly messing with. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I I understand that I understand that desire and that that feeling. And because of that feeling, Doom Eternal is very intense. Like whenever you're playing Doom Eternal, totally. your all of your attention is just on just keeping everything going in that game. And that's why I like it. That's why I find it so fun. But Sniper Elite is much more slower pace. It's about it, it's a little bit about planning, but it's also about like a little bit of improv improvisation as well. Um, what I really like doing, of, of course, in Sniper Elite 4 and really Sniper Elite 4 is the first thing to start this for the franchise. It's massive kind of open worldish levels. Uh, oh, it's... I didn't realize that it was kind of open worldy like that. Um, I, oh, I know the older ones are more like linear missions right yes I, I played a decent bit of sniper elite v2 uh which is i want to say it's the first console release of a sniper elite game um that the first one i'm probably never gonna play it's like super dated um yeah <laughs> but yeah it, in two and i think a little bit in three as well it's pretty linear it's not quite corridors but it's like one street in london or something like that and you're just looking down this one walkway or maybe two walkways, one street, and that's pretty much the whole long and short of it. But in Sniper Elite 4, uh, you have these massive open levels where you have multiple objectives in each level. Um, you can open up your map and say, all right, I'm going to mark the main objective on my map, or I'm going to mark all these side objectives on my map, or I can just say everything's just on here and I'll just make it to that area at my own pace. Uh, there's collectibles to find. They make the ammo not as scarce as it could be, but they make ammo pretty scarce so that it's not just, oh, let me kill everybody. That's good, yeah. Because um, you can just clear the map, and I often will just clear the map. But you kind of, you start with about 40% of the ammo that you can hold, and then you have to loot bodies from other enemies or just loot their own ammo boxes and stuff to kind of build up that arsenal so you can feel more confident in taking on more enemies later on um and it's just a really nice back and forth of not quite cat and mouse because um at the beginning of the game i mean you're sniping people and yes it's a stealth game but they can hear your shot so uh, <laughs> when you first start the game it's a lot of trying to sound mask yourself so you're trying to find like a generator to sabotage so that it keeps kicking oh, cool. up a bunch of sound um in some levels there's like air raids going on nearby so you can mask in the sound of them dropping bombs nearby um, that's a really neat mechanic actually i didn't know that oh yeah it's it's very cool but it's also like if you're someone without that much patience it can be a little bit annoying where you're like oh i have the that's perfect fair. shot lined up but they're gonna hear me <laughs> so i have to wait for the sound to go through but i saw uh, I yeah for sure I did solve all of that because I picked up the season pass for the game, which was on sale for like four thirty seven or something crazy. Um, nice. <laughs> yes, I was like, let me go ahead and get this since I'm playing the game already. Might as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. It had a silent sniper rifle, and because it's World War II, there's not silent sniper rifles was not a thing, but they yeah. had a prototype, and it was just unlocked because I paid for the season pass, and I was going ham. Nice. <laughs> I was just taking out everybody left and right. Now the damage is really low. So I would often like, 
I would shoot a guy, but it wouldn't kill him because it's like all the damage is low. So whenever you have a sniper rifle with that low amount of damage, you have to be aiming for like one of the critical weak points on his body. So if you're not able to hit the head, you better be looking for his intestines or his lungs or his heart or something. And if you miss that pixel perfect hit on any of those vital organs, then they're they're going to get tapped and they're going to call for help. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, definitely. It seems like you kind of got to really uh, risk manage your shots there and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. These, so, um, mm-hmm. This game kind of, from the sense of it, reminds me of Hitman a little bit. Like kind of a op- open area, gives you multiple objectives, kind of got to, I, I imagine you assassinate people in Sniper Elite. Uh, I don't know. Kind of, yes. at least I've never, I haven't played much Sniper Elite, but uh, kind of giving me similar vibes from the sound of it. I know for for at least their Sniper Elite 5, which is the one that just came out today, I know for that one, they have a lot more because you could always like sneak up behind the enemy and just melee kill them. You could always use silenced pistols and all that stuff in addition to the sniper arsenal. Uh, And but I know there's a lot of opportunities to like do very slight rule Goldberg type of deaths uh, where you can. You can like sabotage a chandelier in some levels. You can like explode the barrel next to them and then it triggers a chain reaction that blows up their car or something like that. Um, there's plenty of that stuff. That sounds like that. very Hitman. Yeah, like kind of setting something up or whatever so that it can pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was watching a video from GameSpot where they were like uh, little tricks and stuff for Sniper Elite 5. And apparently they just had like there's a bottle in the game this time and you can just throw the bottle at the head of an enemy and knock them out. So he was showing a bunch of clips of just him, like two enemies right next to each other. You knock one out with a bottle. So you have time to run to the other one and like melee kill them. And I'm like, all right, oh, that's... That, that sounds pretty tight, actually. I might I might have to check this out after after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sniper Elite is one of those franchises where it's in that tier of like a Darksiders or a Red Faction where it's like, it's not like the biggest multi-million dollar franchise ever, but... It's out here. It's making a decent living. It's it's delivering on what the fan base of that franchise want. And it's consistent. It's very consistent. And I appreciate it every time. Yeah, Not- it seems like they got like a I'm sorry. It seems like they got like a solid trip double A title going on uh, there. Um, I mean, they keep making them, too. They're on the fifth game now, so it's got to be selling somewhat decently. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, not just the fifth game. They made like four of the zombie spinoffs, too. So That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like they, they are really doing it with this series. And I like I said, I appreciate it. People people who listen to the show. They know I'm a big I don't know if advocates the right word for it, but I do like a good AAA title uh, every now and then. Uh, I was a bio mutant apologist last year. So oh, a um, bio mutant apologist. Oh, we got, got one yeah. of those on our hands. Yeah. Oh man, bio mutant was cool. It's just uh, it yeah, was just... it was a PS2 game in the year 2021. So it was too the deck true, the cards were stacked true. against it. But, I yeah. thought that game that game was uh I love the character creation in that game. I do, I do want to say that. I thought that was a very fun part of that game. <laughs> oh yeah. Just the the custom ability of even the gameplay stuff was really cool too, but totally. alas, if if you make a game where the whole game is narrated by one person, it's going to have a limited market value. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It definitely got pretty obnoxious uh playing and having to hear it. It reminds me of a fable. Um there's the mm. guildmaster that would always talk at you in that game and uh they wouldn't let you turn it off for the longest time. It was 
It was awful. Goodness gracious. Is that uh, John Cleese, I think? Oh, I think you might be right, actually, here. I vaguely just remember him at an Xbox event or something. So I feel like that's the only connection that could have been made. <laughs> it is John Cleese. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow, look at me. I I pulled that from the darkest recesses of my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I didn't even know that. Good call. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, yeah, shout out to that. But, uh, yeah, but... God, what was I talking? Oh, Sniper Elite 4. Yeah, oh, long sorry. story short. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> See, this is why I'm like, oh, tangents. Literally, <laughs> literally, I was recording the audio for uh, my Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale review that I'm putting out later this week. And I had to, like, read from a script instead of do my usual, like, rambling thing because i will ramble for two hours and not realize so <laughs> yeah I, I was just watching your uh one of your kendrick reviews actually on the, the black panther album uh, and yeah you're very good at uh, you're a great rambler though don't don't ever beat yourself <laughs> up over that great well, I rambling it. I appreciate <laughs> it. thank you very much for that um, yeah yeah but yeah uh for for sniper elite 4 i really do like it a lot uh it's on i believe i'm i'm playing it on playstation i don't know if i bought it for a discount or if it's on playstation now um and they changed the service so you can't look up the playstation now list online you have to like oh i know have a physical console now we're in this weird transitionary period with that yeah so there there's a good chance that if it's on playstation now it'll probably be there when it becomes playstation plus in a couple weeks so very true perhaps just look out for that but more pertinently if you have an xbox go ahead and play the fifth game uh, the fifth game is probably going to be a slightly better version of four because all the reviews I'm saying I'm seeing are just saying, hey, if you like Sniper Elite four, five is more of that. That's literally the same thing. So uh, is, that yeah. on, is that on Game Pass? Yes, it is on Game Pass. Both oh, PC that's and sick. Nice. Oh, I'm definitely going to be playing that after this for sure. Yeah, certainly, certainly. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good time. Sniper Elite in any form that you can really find it is pretty good. But four and the most recently released five, I think those are the ones to push people towards. So, yeah, go ahead and check it out. It's really, really good. Hell yeah, I, I will be doing that. That sounds right up my alley. I love a good stealth game. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of stealth, actually, it depends on what game you're about to talk about. But speaking of stealth. What's one of the games that you've been playing this week as well? <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll start out with Metro Exodus here, which definitely has stealth elements to it. Um, okay. Actually, I guess both of the games I'm talking about have technically have stealth elements to them. Some but more successful than others. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, but yeah, Metro Exodus is uh, awesome. I kind of missed out on that when it first came out. I remember playing... I don't know, first 30 minutes of it or something on Game Pass at some point, and then didn't really come back around to it. And I think I saw uh, Janet Garcia from Kind of Funny talking about it recently. And yep. I was like, yo, I got to check that out. So I went and downloaded it immediately and have been just fall, fallen in love with Metro Exodus. Hell yeah. Now, let me ask this real quick. Is this your first Metro title or have you been able to play uh, Last Light or 2033? This is my first Metro title. I have never played a Metro game before. Um, I uh, I'd heard that this one is a little bit more open worldy, uh, which which uh, gravitated me towards it a little more. Yes, I I am very excited for you then, because this is because I I also I'm a big fan of Metro Exodus. It's actually it's funny that you brought up that you were talking about this because Janet was talking about this because literally. Yeah. I was listening to them. I think it was her and Bless talk about it on the podcast. And I was and Bless was like, I don't think anyone played Metro Exodus. And I'm like, 
damn it, I did. So I made a tweet about it. (laughs) Yeah. So I made a tweet about it. She found a tweet and like retweeted it. So I'm like, yay, we're all Metro Exodus fans. And so now here we are talking about it again, all from the same centerpiece. Yeah, it's all it all comes around full circle, you know. So um, yeah, man, great video game. I feel like it's totally underrated. There's uh, there's the the survival elements are great and kind of how they. Um, I imagine it was maybe a little bit more complicated in the older ones, but kind of how they simplify it in this game is really accessible. And um, man, I'm just having a blast with it. There is a a lot of talking, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say there, well, how far into the game are you? Have you gotten to the snowy environment yet? Yes. Okay. In that case, well, I mean, when I say snowy environment, have you gotten to the open world snowy environment, I should say? Yeah, definitely. That was where um, I just got there last night and probably put, I don't know, a couple hours into it. Okay. In that case, I feel like that's where the game more or less truly begins right there, Um, where the gameplay kind of structure of the game is going to be, here's a big wide open area. You can explore it at your leisure. There's a bunch of different points of interest around the map and have fun with it. Uh, You'll have a section like that. And then there's going to be a traditional linear segment that is more in line with the previous games, because mm-hmm. the other the other two games were very much so just here's this corridor, here's this small arena, because it's all underground. It's all in the metro tunnels. So, yeah, this is the first one where they actually like go to the surface, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. There's there's some sequences in the surface in the other games, but it's also linear in the same way. So this is the first time where you can actually like explore some places. Yeah, it kind of gives me a little bit of like Fallout feels, you know, with the monsters and the the gun customization and stuff like that. Um, I d- definitely feel like it's sort of inspired by that. Certainly, certainly. As a big Fallout fan, that's a big reason why I gravitated to Metro. It just has that similar like like weird aesthetic, but also like everything's like it's nuclear fallout, it's apocalyptic. Everything's like kind of half broken or like built in a janky way that's like very just adds some more dramatic flair to everything. And it it just has a lot of atmosphere. Like I think that's one thing you're gonna be falling in love with a lot. Just the atmosphere in the Metro games are just unbeatable. Nothing else like it out there. There's been a couple times where like there's like a raging like snowstorm or like it's just pouring rain and you know like your mask gets all wet and you gotta wipe it off and that doesn't really help you know and you're like creeping through a tunnel oh man it's it, I definitely the the atmosphere um and the the sound design is great in that game too oh um, yeah that's for sure really really loving that game it's been uh, a lot of fun so far I'm probably gonna. Uh, after Sniper Elite 5, I'll probably give that another another go around tonight. Fair enough. It should be a good time. Now, I will say, if there's anything that I could critique Metro Exodus for, because I do think it is a great game, but it is, it's a little bit stilted when it comes to the narrative and how it's delivered. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of people just talking into your face. And yes, yes. This is a game, I, I don't know if they're... Ukrainian developer over at 4A Games, the developer of Metro. I was wondering that too. Yeah, I, um, they're either Ukrainian or Russian. So yeah, I was, I was planning on looking into that because I was curious. Yeah, well, one of the two. Actually, I'm gonna look it up right now because that's not a long developer to type out. Uh, yeah, 4A Games. Fair. 4A Games is located in Ukraine, Maltese. So ah. yeah, um, the reason I looked that up is to say that. The dialogue and the quality of the voice acting, 
it feels like this was made in Ukraine. <laughs> yes, definitely. You can tell they're uh, not, not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, not act, like, native like, English speakers. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. They, that's not the first time they or Yeah, that's not the first language, I should say. And, and it's one of those things where, like, I accept that. That's fine. That's totally cool. Um, actually, a lot of people play these games with English subtitles and just let everyone talk in Russian, which I feel oh, like. that's a good call. That's probably the most immersive way to do it. But for me, I'm just like, oh, I rather it just I want to process as little of the story in my brain as possible. So, like, uh, agreed. Just put it yeah, all to me. <laughs> I'm fine with subtitles being on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it should yeah. be it should be a good time for you. I think you're going to have fun. Uh, just you might have to work with them a little bit on the story. But other than that, I think, you know, gameplay is good. Shooting solid. It looks beautiful, as you already know. So, yeah, can't wait to see what you think about that one later on. Yeah, I'll definitely give you, give you an update. Hells yeah. So, yeah, other than that one. Um, well, is there anything else you want to say about Metro Exodus before I uh, bounce on to this next title? Uh, the faces look kind of funny sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that is true. I think they're also doing the the hand animation on the faces. Where they're, I think they're so, not- yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have the dots to spare over there. In, <laughs> I don't the think so. Right yeah, I, I don't. It's definitely a not not a high budget AAA game. I don't think. Yeah, for certain, for certain. But in any case, uh, we'll see what they work on next because they've been quiet for a little while. So hopefully they're up to something really cool. Um, yeah, I would love to see something else from them. Yeah, hopefully their next game doesn't suck. And speaking of sucking, <laughs> the, the next game that I have on here, I am very out of all the segues I've had today. This is the best one. <laughs> You're killing it on the segues. I'm impressed. Yeah, man. You do anything for nearly 100 episodes, you start being decent at it by episode 98. <laughs> um, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is a game oh, that I'm, I decided to try. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this. Ooh, okay. Let me ask this: Are do you have like previous experience with this game, with this franchise? Like, I I have played Vampire the the Masquerade, the original one on PC uh, before. I've I've never beaten it, and it's been a very long time since I played it. But uh, yes, I do have a little bit of experience. Okay, well, in that case, what do you? Because you've probably seen what this game is. For those of you don't know, free to play, uh, kind of battle royale shooter set in a vampire masquerade universe it's weird but i want to know what are your expectations so i can see what they match up to my experience i have to be fair i had i had very uh little expectations with this game um i especially i thought it was weird that they're doing these spinoffs of a game that hasn't even been released yet um but whatever do you uh because they do they did blood hunt and they also just released swan song right yeah Oh man, yeah, that seems just like a strange move to do before, um, you know, your main game comes out or whatever. But yeah, I didn't have a bunch of expectations for this. Another battle royale doesn't exactly excite me, but I do think vampires are cool, and I think there is something there. Um, I mean, we have Redfall coming at some point; that'll be vampire-y. So, anyway, true. I, I'm looking into it right now because you were talking about all these spinoffs that they're making. There's more than just Swan Song and Blood Hunt. Is there really? Yeah, I, I need to make sure. Actually, yeah, holy hell, I was sure. I Because I was looking at this because one of my bad habits is whenever there's a super cheap sale on PSN or Xbox, I scroll through the bargain bin and see what I can pick up for a couple bucks, oh, even if I never feel you there. 
Absolutely. Exactly. And I looked through there and I saw two Vampire the Masquerade games I have never heard of before. <laughs> They're both like one of them is three dollars and the other one is like four fifty. Oof. <laughs> Can uh, be good. Yeah. They well, originally they were twenty bucks. It's just the discount is so low. But, oh, I see uh, for sure. Vampire the Masquerade Court Quarteries of New York and Vampire the Masquerade Shadows of New York. Standalone. <sighs> expansion to vampire to masquerade wait wait no one's a standalone expansion to the other and the other is just a standalone game i don't know what these games are what yeah i've never i don't think i've ever heard of those games what yeah. oh like yeah it's, it seems like there's just adventure games but i've never seen gameplay i know nothing that is strange yeah i was gonna say i know that you know vampire the masquerade is you know a classic tabletop game and then they had i think it was just bloodlines is the pc game from i don't know 2004 or something and then yeah i, I was under the i knew that they're doing the new bloodlines and then they had swan song and oh, what is it blood hunt jeez um yep. and then yeah i don't i don't i didn't even know that they had other ones um i, I imagine they're not very popular I mean, upon further review, now that I'm looking at gameplay for these random vampire masquerade games, they're just visual novels. That's why they're so cheap. Oh, that would make sense. Okay, for sure. Yeah. They're probably tying into the new one or something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, most likely. Um, but hey, to, if you like visual novels, good for you. But I'll tell you what you won't like if you like visual novels. You will not like Blood Hunt because it is an action-packed third-person shooting, wall-running big high jumping action game and gotta, gotta be honest my expectations for this because i saw some gameplay of it it looked interesting it sometimes i'll see a game and i can objectively look at it and say that's the type of game i like but why do i need to play this version of it you know absolutely well i mean there's so many you know iterations of practically the same genre or whatever nowadays yeah, like I, I done fucked around and gotten to Fortnite in the last uh, couple months here. Um, I was already an Apex person. I've been a Call of Duty person for de a decade at this point. So, like, do I need another shooter to throw on top of that live service? Feel you there. Yeah. Feel you that, there. Mm -hmm, yeah, you know that struggle. So that's how I felt going into Blood Hunt. But I said, let me install it. Let me at least see what's up with it. And God damn it, it's fun. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's so upsetting that it's good. Like I I was playing it and I was having fun. Like it's one of those. It's ability based. You're choosing a class at the beginning of every match. Okay, I take um, that. And I, I played as a brute, where the brute has like I think slightly more health, but also have like a big just huge leap that i can use to kind of get more height on people or just jump on top of a building faster oh, okay i have like this wave punch that i can push people off of buildings with as well oh um, that sounds fun yeah it's a it's a lot of fun that's the thing and there's a really there's really good mechanics of like especially me as a solo player because i, I just play a lot of games just by myself because that's just what i prefer most of the time um i there's a lot of mechanics that kind of force people in the fights even if you don't want to, because you could easily just camp around just like any other, you know, uh, multiplayer game. But mm -hmm. here they have. So basically how they make it a vampire game, there's different NPCs sitting around the map, different random just citizens on the street. You can approach any of them and they'll have a little pop up next to them that say, hey, if you suck the blood of this person, you get this that bonus. If you suck the blood of this oh, person. Interesting. 
yeah, it's either like, oh, your your ability is 10% more effective or the cooldown is 15% uh, faster. Or in, in some cases, if you get a really rare one, you have lives that you can come back with. Everybody gets one life and then you can come back once. Um, but if you find enough people, yeah, it's very interesting. If you find enough people to stack enough lives, you can just die and come back like a good two or three times. <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. I kind of dig that, especially because, you know, with all every other Battle Royale game, it's like, you know, one shot, one go or whatever. So it's like, if you're playing good enough and you got your team is, you know, rocking it, like you can have another chance or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely I, I appreciate that because I didn't even know that about the game before I played it. And so I appreciate how forgiving it was in that sense, because I'm just a I'm just a slide hopping like a, I just run forward all the time in these multiplayer games. I'm not really tactical about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it gave me that grace to just be able to run around and just do whatever I want and then realize, oh, wait, shit's real now. <laughs> so Yeah. Is there like like cool movement mechanics and stuff? I imagine since you're a supernatural vampire or whatever. Oh, yes. There, there's some pretty cool mechanics. Like I'm sure other other classes probably have different movement mechanics. But for the class I was playing, if I hit the left trigger, I just do like a, a solid like 20 foot leap. And oh, cool. <laughs> I can jump over some buildings, but since most of it is like towers and skyscrapers, it takes you about halfway up a skyscraper and then you can just wall run on anything. So you can just directly like, oh, cool. When I say wall run, I mean, if you're going directly up, it's like like you're kind of like clenching onto the wall, kind of like a Spider-Man, but you're not just running up the wall. You're like, ah, uh, OK, you're like galloping mm -hmm. four hands. <laughs> oh, oh, OK. Getting like beast mode with it. It, I, honestly that's the word yeah it's very beast mode about it um yeah you so you can just go up walls like that you can just run alongside them like in titanfall if you'd like um there's there's not a double jump but there there's like a really satisfying slide that if you're like going downstairs or something that kicks in um mm, i like that yeah there's a lot of really good movement mechanics and it just feels very fun like even when you're getting into a fight there's a lot of good like ways to dodge and duck the bullets as they're coming to you even if there's not an actual dodge button so um oh, man you're really kind of getting me excited about this i kind of want to try it now yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty good and like and i'm kind of digging the style of it because it's all it's gothic it's vampire it's very buffy the vampire slayer vibes as far as like the character design and the uh just art in general in the game um yeah so I'm, for sure you can actually create your uh, character when you start. And I created a black woman and I put like a chest tattoo on her. And then I unlock after my first match, I unlocked this like cool jacket to where it was just a jacket and like, just like a bra. So like the tattoos oh. just mostly what you see. And I'm like, oh, that this is kind of cool. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that. Hell yeah. I like the idea of, uh, you know, obviously being, being a battle royale, you gotta have some good customization and, you know, being able to have your own little vampire dude and I don't know, deck him out in sweet tattoos and shit sounds yeah, pretty cool. Certainly. Um, vampires too, like I was saying, it's kind of kind of underrated genre. We don't really see in in video games. I feel like, at least not recently. Yeah, I mean, well, they do suck. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to get that one in. I've been sitting <laughs> on that for a second. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. There are there are a couple of good vampire games from the last few years. I think of like Vampire uh, from yeah couple years ago from don't nod that was a game that people right, liked nod. um and i've talked about it on the show before i think i might be pulling the pulling the trigger on it but the blood rain games recently came uh recently Ooh. got remastered 
I forgot about those. Those used to have the coolest advertisements in Game Informer back in the day. They... Oh yeah, <laughs> they were awesome, dude. Yeah, I remember. I remember them vividly. Um, <laughs> yeah, Blood Rain. Blood Rain is one of those franchises where it's just all. It's in that tier of art where, just to give a weird example, right after I got out of high school, I had a small phase. It was only a couple months, but when I got out of high school and I went away to college, away from family and everything. I said, I'm alone by myself. I'm going to break all the rules. So I went on Netflix and just watched all of the like teen comedies, <laughs> <laughs> all of like the raunchy stuff that I was like too afraid for my parents to walk in on. You know, yeah, I totally feel you there. And Blood Rain is very raunchy for sure. I was always yeah. very afraid that my mom would walk in on me reading Game Informer and that would pop up. <laughs> exactly. So like Blood Rain always had that allure to it. And now that I'm an adult and they remastered it, I'm like, what if I just like is sixteen dollars worth me just like seeing what's up with that franchise? Because I've still been interested. I just haven't thought about it until it came back. So no, hundred percent. It's one I I definitely don't think about very often. Speaking of collections, let's get a Blood Rain collection out of here. That would be sick. <laughs> I mean, hey, they they got the first two remastered. You just All right, just uh, toss yeah. it on a disc. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, only no, they would I pay for that. the printing, but yeah. Oh man, I, yeah, never. Maybe a digital if we're lucky. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Blood Rain's cool, but also Blood Hunt. Um, it's free to play. It's on PlayStation 5 and PC right now. Um, not sure if they have plans to, well, they got to have plans to expand because if you're just putting it on PS5, people can't even buy that system. So <laughs> No, exactly. I, I can only imagine that they're, they have plans to move it to PC at least. <laughs> oh, oh, it is on PC. I, oh, just, okay, for sure. My I'm bad. thinking about like Xbox users and maybe, I don't know if you could run this on PS4. I feel like if you degraded things enough, you could, but I'm not sure how willing they are to degrade their graphical settings or whatever, but uh, it's free to play. So if you have a PS5, it's definitely solid, definitely worth checking out. Don't know if I'm going to stay with it forever, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm honestly surprised. I didn't I did not have very high hopes for that game at all, especially after I saw Swan Song bombing pretty hard. Um, I was like, man, this is not not great, but I'll have to, I'll have to give that a go. If you're saying it's good, I, I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Just before I go to the next segment, Swan Song gives me heavy like, what is it? Psychological too. Is that the name of that Psychological game? Psychological, too. Is that the, uh, the, the PC game is what I'm thinking of? I think so. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, oh, oh path Pathologic? Is that what you're saying? Pathologic. Of? That's it. Pathologic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gives um, me heavy pathologic vibe. It just looks really I can see weird. that. It, it definitely very kind of strange looking. I'm not really sure who the audience is. is. I guess people who like vampires <laughs> and <laughs> well, adventure <true>. games. <laughs> I'll say, I mean, the thing about Pathologic 2 is that it has a very big cult following. It is a True. game that is very off-putting, but people find the ways in which it's off-putting super fascinating. So, you know, maybe Swan Song can find that similar type of niche, but Possibly. right now it's, people aren't messing with it. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems like it's bombing pretty hard right now. I am excited for them to do uh, Bloodlines 2 if that ever comes out. I know it's had a lot of weird development stuff going on with it, but um, a good vampire RPG sounds solid. Yeah, I I think we're, like I said, overdue for that one as well. But as far as the sequel, it's probably going to be a while because they literally relinquished the developer who was on it originally and 
gave it to someone else entirely. So yeah, and I think the the original director like left for weird reasons and stuff like that. So yeah, that game is in development hell right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's in development hell. I think it's just a a question of like the new developer. Are they going to use all of the assets and work that was done previously, or are they going to be like, "Fuck it, we're starting over"? That's it, fair. It, a lot of stuff is in the air at the very least, but it'll be several years before we find out about that. Sadly. Agreed. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a while. Yeah, but hey, we got something else that's rising in its wake. Uh, and speaking of rising, <laughs> man, on point with it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I know. Yeah. Do you have like a document for this somewhere? <laughs> the document um, that is known as my cerebral cortex. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest document there is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So on that segue, um, I've been playing Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, uh, which I had never played before until I got this Xbox Series S. So um, I've been absolutely adoring that game. It is it is all the camp and all the right places. And the action is just so smooth and buttery, and man, it is difficult, and uh, I'm really, really enjoying that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you as far as the difficulty thing, because um, actually, I played this game just because it looked ridiculous and stupid, and I, I remember hearing it was like four or five hours long, so I said, oh, I can run through this in a weekend, and I'm still stuck on a certain boss that I just don't know if I'm able to get past them ever um but it seems like you're having a much better time with it is it you say it's difficult is it like frustratingly so or just like oh i really gotta pay attention um i feel like if i was younger it it might have i remember getting really frustrated with like stuff like ninja gaiden when i was younger um and since then i've played a lot more like platinum games and stuff like that um so i definitely am i'm better at it now but there's been multiple times where i've gotten stuck on a boss and had to be like I need to go play something else for a while and come back to this at some point. I actually just learned how to parry yesterday, so that I think should help a lot. See, I I know how to parry. I have never figured out how to actually do it. <laughs> it is it it's a weird button combo. I'm not sure what what they were thinking there. It, you have to like press press the direction on the analog stick and press X at the same time, and it, it kind of, it feels very strange. Yeah, literally the attack button and the parry button are the same thing. So yeah, it's, like, it's when am I doing which one? <laughs> you know, I completely agree. It's a little, it's just complicated. I don't, I feel like there could have been a dedicated button for that, especially because there's not like a roll or a, or a block really. You just sort of got to, I mean, I think there's a block you got to put in the right input though or whatever. So um, yeah. yeah, anyway, difficult game, a lot of fun though. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where I keep coming back to it and, you know, beating that boss that I got stuck on and then, you know, playing for another couple hours and then getting stuck again and coming back later. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, now, why is it that you wanted to play Metal Gear Rising Revengeance now of all times? Uh, because I played it <laughs> not when it came out. I got it for PlayStation Plus, I think, or something and then tried it out. But I, I understand there's like this kind of resurgence of uh, Metal Gear Rising fans just being prominent i know a lot of those memes from that from the cutscenes and such are becoming spread around like it's kind of having a moment right now so are you part of that moment as well or is this completely incidental unintentionally part of the moment i guess um i i 
sort of it's it's been one of those games that's like been on my backlog since it came out you know and i just never got around to playing it but i'm a huge metal gear fan and um when i actually i picked up this xbox series x impartial so that i could play metal gear rising uh, revengeance so um it, yeah it's just it's just one of those things that i've been meaning to play for a long time and then obviously the memes have been going around and i saw the article for it the other day and i'm like all right, it's a thing, I guess. <laughs> We're all playing it, so. Yep, I, you're talking about that Kotaku article, right? Yeah, yep, the Kotaku article came out and was like, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is more popular than ever, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I saw it too, and I was, it, part of me was like kind of surprised, because in my, in my circles, I don't necessarily see a lot of like, oh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is back. Like, I don't right. see that too much. But right now, I because a couple weeks ago, uh, once again, I'm the YouTuber and I'll include this link in the description as well. Ooh, excuse me. But another YouTuber, Jacob Geller, who I think I mentioned earlier on the show. Jacob Geller. Yeah, he's another goat. He's another goat when it comes to this total goat. Stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he put out a video recently. Why does Metal Gear Rising keep getting more popular? And it kind of broke down. A, why that game is good, but B, why that game is relevant right now. And so it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to see, oh, there's like, there's some like political themes here that are pretty prescient right now. And uh, just a certain level of gameplay that people are more open to right now, considering that, you know, melee combat games are a little bit more in fashion after the massive success of something like Elden Ring. So, yeah. So, yeah, it definitely opened my eyes to it. And it has me kind of wanting to do what you're doing because i i own the game on ps3 i still have it booted up with my same save oh I'm, nice <laughs> yeah i might need to go back to it because I, I i'm not that far away from beating it i i know i played a good two or three hours i could beat it in like a couple weeks if i just really go hard on that boss uh that's that's totally where i'm at you know where it's like i'm not really in a huge rush but one of these days you know i'll i'll get through enough of these bosses where i'll, I'll beat it or whatever yeah something like that hopefully <laughs> yeah, um, maybe but yeah is this your uh are you do you play a lot of platinum developed games because i'm not gonna lie to you i've i'm becoming a platinum head very quickly so is this your first oh one? yeah no, no, yeah, I've um, I really started getting into platinum, I guess, with Nier Automata. That was that was probably my hey. my introduction to I'm it. I'm high fiving um, you through the through the internet. <laughs> hell yeah, high five! <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, man, one of my favorite games of all time. I absolutely adore that game. I've played it many, many times, and um, yeah, that's really what got me into this whole like action oriented melee combat sort of thing. And then from there, I got more into Dark Souls and um, other other platinum games, but Bayonetta, uh, all all that good stuff. Oh, and man of my own words, <laughs> of course. Oh, Bayonetta is so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, great great stuff. Uh, this is not not my first platinum game, but uh, obviously, it being partially a Kojima Productions game, I had to had to see what it was all about. Especially like you said, with the um, the, the political stuff in that game, I think is kind of recharging it a lot with people's feelings around the world right now and stuff. So mm, for sure, for sure. You say you're, cause you said this a handful of times on the show here is metal gear. Also one of your like major franchises that you really love. Oh yeah, definitely. I actually, I had metal gear as one of my collections at first. And then I, I remember that they had done a collection on PS3. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm still very mad that MGS4 is stuck on PS3. Um, that's something I bitch about on Twitter pretty often. 
Yeah, I feel like they're overdue for just putting that anywhere else at this point. And did you see the recent, I don't know if it was an article or if just a reset era post or something, but apparently there's no like deal of exclusivity that's keeping it on PS3. It's just that Kojima really? never wanted to port it. Interesting. I did not know that. I don't know if I caught that article. Um, yeah. Perhaps that surprises me. Because that might make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn you, Kojima. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, I I wonder I wonder what the reason is for that. Maybe he just didn't want to get muddled up with MGS five or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm betting it's partially just Kojima not wanting to do it, and also I bet it at this point in the timeline, I bet it's oh we have to go back and we have to change all these brands that are in there because there's like an iPod Nano in that. That's game. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's probably some weird. Um, stuff around there i'd imagine they'd have to change and then yeah just uh, i just feel like it wouldn't take that much work you know to just you know it like it doesn't even need much of an up res it's a pretty good looking game or whatever so see i agree with you i feel like it it also doesn't need that much work but if you're konami you don't want to do any work to get that money (laughs) too true dude man konami is just a a mess right now Mm -hmm. it does seem like they might be trying to make a comeback here but we're kind of just going to have to wait and see at this point. Yeah. Fingers crossed for Blue Routine, which re- real quick, before we get to the housekeeping here, what do you think about this whole, because I feel like as someone who is not the biggest fan of horror, like I can count on one hand how many horror video games I've played and probably that sure. same hand how many horror movies I've seen. But <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of horror, but people shit all over Blue Routine. I do, know. Like to the degree where I'm like, Okay, I understand there's some mental health stuff that's really messy about the medium, and I understand that their games are like very solidly like single A or double A tier. They're not like the greatest games in the world, but people are like really going in on them in a way where I'm like, God, did they hurt you? No, I know. I don't. I just recently did a video on the Bluebird Team thing, actually, and yeah, I saw so many people complaining about Bluebird Team. Uh, you know, Gene Park and a couple other people talking about how they think it's like not a good studio for them. And I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I feel like they it, they don't even have to. It's not like they're doing their own original product here. They're taking something and just pretty much slapping a new coat of paint on it and updating it a little bit. So um, I don't know what all the hate is for Bluebird team. I don't I don't they're not like they don't make like amazing games or anything, but they're not like terrible games by any means. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like exactly what you just said. I this I feel like the thing that people have the most trouble with when it comes to Bluebird Team is their scripts and is their yeah. actual storytelling. Um, so here's a project. If it is the Silent Hill 2 remake, like we all think, here's a project where the script's already written and people already love the script. All they have to do, if if they just make exactly Silent Hill 2, but it looks like the medium, that's a 10 out of 10 right there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that that's just, once again, low-hanging fruit. That's an easy win, in my opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, people are just, like, really going in on them. But I feel like, <laughs> right, I, I just don't understand that level of vitriol where I'm like, look, I understand they're not great. They, to me, they feel like a, what's a developer I always talk about? They feel like a, a mid-tier, like a THQ Nordic tier of... Oh, yeah developer well thq nordic isn't a developer but when you think of their games you think of the darksiders you think of the destroy all humans you think of games that aren't the highest upper echelon but especially more recently they have a lot of polish and they are solid titles but no one cares about them 
Yeah, I know. Is, I really it's fine, it's, but yeah. it, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not like they're like blowing our minds or anything, you know. But I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't see this as that big of a problem. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, fingers crossed. I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out soon what they're keeping over there. But speaking of keeping, I am, I am just rounding this up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's get to it. the housekeeping. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, <laughs> So yeah, housekeeping. Uh, now that we're at the end of the show, uh, let's go ahead and list all the things that we have going on in the VGU.TV stratosphere. I don't know why I had a German accent near the end of that. But oh, yeah, no, that's great too, yeah. So first off, starting with uh, things that we have going on on VGU.TV, the site proper, uh, we have MLB 22, the show, the co-op review, a triumphant return to the top. Uh, this is a co-op review for people who haven't read any of our co-op reviews in the past. Mostly we do it with MLB, but this is both Al and Graydon kind of tag teaming the reviewing duties on the latest MLB The Show video game. Uh, and it looks like they clearly like it quite a bit. So go ahead and check out to see what they think on that one. Um, I'll tell you right now. I ain't the MLB guy, but you know that they are. So <laughs> y'all should definitely yeah. go ahead and check that one out. Uh, so that's what, that one's going to be a good time. Um, let me see here. Another link here that I'm literally adding right now because I forgot to go look it up. Uh, VGU.TV's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we got some Let's Plays that are going on over there. And the most recent one is going to be from Al with the Star Wars Squadron let's play series he's doing uh he's playing through that whole game right now he has part zero that is live right now uh so you can look down there in the description below and see the link to that as well so you know big shout out to al for keeping that treadmill going uh then next up here now i don't have this link in here yet because i literally have to finish writing it but by the time this goes up because i'm planning on putting this up the monday after we're recording this um Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar's latest album. Hell yeah. I, I have sat with this album for a long time, uh, like two, three weeks at this point. I have put my thoughts on paper, uh, over 5,000 words worth of thoughts on paper. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. I, I just had a lot to say. And I didn't even like, usually when I do album reviews or breakdowns or whatever, I do track by track things. I didn't always have something to say for every track on this album, so I just like freestyled it, and it still came out to be long. <laughs> so yeah, I I went through, did the first draft last night. I edited it down a little bit today. I am probably going to get it done and have it scheduled to go up tomorrow as we're recording this, uh, so I can keep to my promise from last episode and put it out this coming Friday. So by the time you're listening to this, you should be able to look in the description, and you'll see a link to the print review of Mr. Morale and the Big, Big Steppers on VGU.TV. Very excited for that to finally come out. And I'm probably also going to have a video review of it as well on my personal channel. If that is out by the time you're listening to this, you can look at that in the description as well. But I'm still split on it. I don't know if that video review is going to be me reading the written review or if it should just be me pre-balling it like I did for the rest of the Kendrick Lamar uh, reviews that I did on my channel. So We'll see about that, but there's your heads up on there. Um, and then from there, uh, we have a couple of other links from around the internet that we've talked about here today. Uh, that top 100 video essays uh, playlist that I made on YouTube. Uh, if you want to check that out, that is in the description as well. 
Gears Through the Years, a Gears of War campaign retrospective from Noah Caldwell Gervais. If you want to check that out, go ahead and look at that in the description. Uh, why does Metal Gear Rising keep getting more popular? Once again, that is in the description as well. And your video that you were mentioning earlier, all the Silent Hill remake oh. leaks and rumors. I went ahead and added that in there for added context. So go ahead and check that one out as well. And then this last link, I'm going to go ahead and hand off to Brandon because this is his channel. I will let him talk about it with you. And also, if there's any other things you want to give shout outs and pitches to as well, go ahead and go off. Oh, wow. What a gentleman. I, I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. No problemo. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, uh, like I said earlier, I make a little game news show called Game Corner uh, over on YouTube. Uh, we're 300 strong right now. We're, we're getting up there. And we mostly talk about video game news, uh, industry drama, leaks, all that good stuff over there. Um, if Generally, I do at least a few videos a week. It's been a little, a little bit uh, less less so recently but should be getting back on that horse um yeah if y'all are interested in game news and stuff like that definitely check me out there and i wanted to give you a shout out because i really enjoyed your uh your um kendrick lamar reviews actually um wow. so i've been i've been listening to those um on occasion when i'm working and i've been enjoying that quite a bit so well i'll be damned thank you very much for that um <laughs> yeah, yeah no problem yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised because I am um, just looking at the uh, reception to that whole series I did. First off, did not I vastly underestimated how much energy it would take to make a bunch of videos all in one week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's nice to see that it's paying off. It's nice to see that people are enjoying it. It's nice to see that people are actually watching it. And so thank you very much for doing both. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, great, great stuff. You're very, very good at uh, explaining your feelings and thoughts around around music. I, I appreciate that. Excellent, excellent. Well, then I don't plan on slowing down anytime. Well, actually, that's false. I'm going to take a little break after this last little run. But after that, I'm going to come back. There's some other albums that I have in the pocket that I want to talk about from the past before follow-ups come out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Shout out to Chloe and Haley. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, as as uh, Brandon said earlier, uh, the channel uh, Game Corner, you can go ahead and check that out in the description as well. Check that out down there. And that's going to be all from us today on this episode of the Players Club Podcast. Thanks you for visiting the club once again. Uh, and once again, thank you, Brandon, for hopping on with me. This was a blast. We will uh, definitely have to do this again sometime in the future. Yeah, totally. I, I'd be happy to be on anytime. Just let me know. Yeah. Perhaps maybe we'll try and get a, a, a three-man match and get Graydon on here, maybe. Sick. Yeah, I'd love that. I haven't talked to, uh, or at least I haven't heard Graydon's beautiful voice in, in a minute now. So Yeah. Doesn't Graydon's voice sound like like a bashful hug? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Bashful hug. Perfect. Yeah. It's God giving me some him. P5 vibes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. God bless his soul. Uh, yeah, what a, what a beautiful man. Indeed, indeed. Uh, him and his father, Jack Black, should be very proud. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you might love that one or hate that one. I guess we'll find out because I'm sure he will tweet me about this. Um, in any case, thank y'all for listening once again. Thank y'all for supporting. Um, here's a little programming note. I didn't add this to housekeeping. I probably should have. But the next episode is episode 99. I, I have some plans for episode 100. I'm going to be hitting some people up for those plans. But I want to also do, I don't know if this is going to be a 
part two to episode 100. I don't know if this is going to be episode 99. It really depends on what y'all do with this call to action I'm about to give here. If you have any questions for me, for Al, for uh, really just me or Al, because we're the main host on the Players Club, send us those questions. Uh, I want to do a question and answer segment because we've never done one of those on this podcast and all these episodes. So if you want to know what we feel about a certain topic, if you want to know uh, some behind the scenes stuff about the show, how I make it, all that good stuff, uh, let us know. I would love to be able to answer those questions. Um, and if you don't let us know, we'll just do something for episode 99. But uh, I'm sure a couple people will hit us up and we'll be able to make something out of it. So, yeah, I look forward to your questions, how you can send us those questions. Honestly, I'm probably going to put out a tweet and then I'll link to that tweet and you can just reply to that tweet with all the questions there. Um, it'll probably be, it'll, it will probably be a tweet on our official Twitter page, so you can go ahead and look out for that. But uh, yeah, that's what I got for you. Hopefully we'll get a bunch of questions from you guys and we'll be glad to answer all of them to our best ability. And that's all we have for today. I'm going to go ahead and dip up out of here. Probably going to get some food before I finish this Kendrick review. And yeah toodaloo to all of you so once again thank y'all for watching thank y'all for listening thank y'all for supporting hopefully we'll see you next time in the club and as i always say keep it real keep it trill and play on play peace out y'all thanks guys <laughs>